This is the Dangerous Men United podcast, where we fight for all young men to be free. And I with Grant, Jay, and Jared, and they're gonna tell about their lust money. Who wants to go first? I'll do it. Shay. It's gonna be a quickie. Like, <laughs> yes. Like most of my experiences <laughs> in this category. All I need is 10 seconds. Um, anyways. <laughs> just, just try and make it last, <laughs> yeah. would you? Yeah. Try to make <laughs> something last. You're way longer. over your time limit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. So, first time I looked at porn, I was... Actually, it wasn't porn. It was, well... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to start again. Yeah, so the first time I kind of figured out porn was a thing or masturbation was a thing was when I was in seventh grade. I don't know how old I am and how old is some a seventh grader? Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, and I was at a buddy's house who really I looked up to. He was like the top player on the basketball team. And he started masturbating to Austin Powers. And I was very confused. Um, and, and retrospect, that was a very strange thing. So went back... <laughs> Went went back home the next few days and was just like trying to figure out what was happening. This is too long. I should yeah. start over. Yeah. Did he do it in front of you? Yeah. He just, just like whipped it out. Just, just whipped w- it out and he like paused the TV and like, look at that image. Like I literally me. gave him like pointers. I'm like, no, you should do it this way. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this on record. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Okay, let's try. But that it. was probably too long. That's too yeah, yeah, too detailed of an intro. Okay, I'll, I'll, I know I can make it short. Okay, so I first looked or figured out how to masturbate when I was in seventh grade. I was in the shower and I actually yelled at my dad when I when I had an orgasm and my dad was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think so." Um, <laughs> But yeah, but didn't know I didn't look at porn uh, until about probably two months later. Some guys on the soccer team talked about porn, and then that just kind of snowballed from there. The rest started looking at porn pretty much every day and kind of doing whatever I could to look at porn, and just not really caring, not really trying to fight at all. And that lasted all the way through high school, and kind of in the middle of that, it just made me look at women and very negative ways and I'd hook up with different girls get blowjobs like make out like and just not really care about them just kind of use them for that high but then um I kind of started taking my faith more seriously my senior year of high school and I kind of started like oh crap this is a big issue that I need to start fighting but I still even after that realization still couldn't beat it (laughs) I could beat it beat it all the time but I couldn't stop beating it but yeah so then so then it it really just kind of kept going on and like my faith kind of like was growing but it just kind of felt like it was just kind of like stunted like it just kept getting locked on this fact that i was addicted to porn and no one really knew about it i went to northwestern and i met grant my sophomore year of college and he ran a dangerous men group um and got me involved in that dangerous men group and that's where i learned for the first time about how to fight spiritually and fight offensively versus defensively and learned about who I am in Christ and those truths and that kind of tool set that the book provides is really what enabled me to actually begin the process of becoming free from my addiction to porn. Um, and definitely didn't happen right after I did the study. It was probably like a, until my 
senior year of college was when I really began to have the freedom where like to now I'm, I've been married for two years and in the last three years I've masturbated like six times. So it's just been awesome having that victory over something that I thought I'd never have victory over. And it only happened because of just the truths that I learned in Dangerous Men, which is just the Bible, what he says in the Bible about who I am in Christ and how to fight spiritually. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, Grant. I'd say my lust money kind of started, I'd say the first exposure to like sex and what that was, was I did went through the uh, focus on the family tapes with my dad he took me up to the cabin for the weekend and listened to him and I was kind of like all right sweet we had the talk type of thing and then never really addressed again and then similar to Shay kids on the basketball bus would be talking about porn so I'd go google stuff and then I couldn't figure out how to delete my google search history and then my parents found it and had another talk and I didn't know what masturbation was, and then I think probably about seventh grade, I kind of figured out based on what guys were talking about and stuff like that. I figured out what masturbation was and then figured out what porn was, and then that started probably between seventh grade and I'd say my junior year of high school was just a downward, like, masturbate every chance I could get, watch. I remember sitting in school waiting to get home to watch porn, and then by the time my junior year rolled around, it was just like I was... I couldn't do anything like I'd try to stop, but I thought my life would end if anyone found out what I was actually doing. So just keeping the outside super clean, but no one knew what was the internal struggle. And then junior year, my sister found a bunch of porn on my iPod and told my parents, and then they sat me down and uh, they ended up taking me to counseling. And I went through like one-on-one like family counseling stuff, which was, it was good to talk about, but i definitely didn't feel like I was necessarily getting the answers or like it was more just talking about kind of how to not look at porn or like all right get rid of the iPod limit stuff on your computer but it was like I still had all I didn't know at the time but I had all these deeper questions and deeper issues going on that I didn't know about and so it was still just I worked harder at hiding it from everyone else at that point because I still was dealing with a lot of that and I didn't really know what was going on inside of me. I just knew it was wrong and I shouldn't be doing it. And then senior year, one of my buddies invited me to a quote-unquote Bible study, which ended up being Dangerous Men. And um, that was huge. It was game-changing for me uh, to find a community of guys that were actually talking about it. And I remember reading through the material the first time of like, oh my gosh, this is what I have been looking for, even though I couldn't verbalize it. I and mean, just remember reading the chapters and feeling like it was speaking directly to me and the freedom of what those truths were. So that was huge for me to be able to go through that and then go through the steps of freedom and to find a place where I wasn't being judged or felt like I was being shamed for what I was dealing with. And then that ensued probably a year or so of really good being in that community and then I went off to college and kind of went back into that same spiral because I didn't have that community around me I still knew those truths but wasn't fighting as much with my accountability partner and then I was like I need to find a crew here so I just found a bunch of guys and got them together and went through dangerous men with them that kind of started that whole deal off and it's just been awesome being able to continue to live in those truths to have the tools to know how to fight against all the lust yeah to just continue to give it up to jesus so yeah it's been good it's been really good can i ask a question yeah 
So in terms of like, taking away your iPad, having you sit down with a counselor, like how'd that work in terms of curbing your porn? Use? Um, it still felt like a very shame oriented process. Like you, it, it felt like it was, you have the, like, yes, I have an issue, but it still felt like you have an issue and you don't, like, I still felt like I was being treated as some, like an outcast kind of, I don't know. Like it was definitely all the right stuff. But it wasn't addressing the deeper issue, I think, of the shame cycle that goes on. It was just how do we hemorrhage this manifestation of the lust that's going on inside of you. And it was just dealing with the symptoms of, well, if we can mitigate these symptoms, then that'll fix the inner issues going on. And the deeper inner issues of the shame and the lust were never really, I guess, dealt with. I don't know. Which I don't think that was necessarily like my parents or the counselor's intentions but looking back on it 2020 vision now it's like oh i can totally see why i did not resonate so much with that and why i felt the way i did at that time so does that answer your question yeah i was just curious because yeah. i know for me it, it probably would have just made me want to do it more well i <laughs> at the, just thinking myself yeah. in your shoes like that probably would have made it worse for me my parents told me not to do something. I would just do it more. But at that at the time that once my sister found the iPod and my parents sat me down, it was almost like I felt an, an immense amount of shame of like mm-hmm. they found out. But I also felt like this huge weight was lifted off my shoulders of someone finally knows. Sure. And like yeah, I'm finally going to be able to like get the help and like the cat's out of the bag. Now I don't have to carry this weight of always trying to hide everything. But then, yes, eventually it was just like, well... I'll just get more creative on how I access stuff. So yeah. <laughs> initially though, it felt like a huge kind of sure. massive sigh of relief, but true. Yeah. Great. Jared. The first time I ever masturbated was in elementary school and I just discovered it on my own. I was probably in like fourth grade or fifth grade or something like that. And I was just playing with myself, but I was doing it the way that you would start a fire instead of like stroking up and down i was i don't know how else to describe like a it. stick yeah yeah boy scout exactly i was doing that <laughs> only with my dick and it wasn't until years later that i actually put two and two together and realized that that's what it was and then i realized the right way to do it and it changed my world <laughs> to be completely honest and the first time i ever saw pornography was down the street at my friend's house his older brother had a VHS that was recorded from his buddy's parents' house who had like the porn channel. So it was like we watched the VHS tape. And this this was I'm thirty two now, so this was a while ago. This was like pre H D internet porn. But we still found it. And then after that I couldn't stop looking at porn on like Kazaa or LimeWire, those download websites. I you guys no you young guys probably haven't is. even heard of that. I know what LimeWire is. Yep. Yep. It was like Napster, but and I remember my parents, if I could get an excuse to stay home and they went to work, I would masturbate like seven times that day <laughs> and look at porn all day long. And I was obsessed with that. That's all I could think about. But of course I knew it was wrong. I knew it was bad. But then I'd try to cover my browser history, which didn't always work. My family found the browser history. They weren't too pleased about it. Part of me did feel some freedom there because it wasn't like my just my secret anymore. But also I was just absolutely just shameful and embarrassed through that whole process they ended up connecting me with interestingly little seashore directly they gave me the option to like go to 
this treatment program or go see a therapist or go see this guy. And that seemed like the easiest option. And so I went to see this guy and the Holy Spirit had me entirely, completely prepared. And he basically little sat me down on the couch and said, so what's going on? And I just vomited it up all of my issues of porn use and masturbation and smoking weed and having sex with my girlfriend. And it's never, I've never really, I've never been trapped and isolated and alone in my battle with lust since then. Dangerous Men introduced me to other guys who had the same issues that I did. I never would have known that. I felt like I was the only one. Turns out there's a lot of us, and it's pretty much everybody, as a matter of fact. And so, no longer was I alone. I had accountability. I went through the program, which gave me the tools. It, it taught me about what's actually happening and what those temptations are and why I feel that way. Why being sexual isn't bad, but acting out in lust is and what the difference is and how to spot the difference and why that matters and um, learned about accountability and steps to freedom got me free and now I have the tools to stay there and when I do screw up I know how to deal with it and be accountable and I think now that was when I was 17 the first time I went through dangerous men and now I'm 32 married and I cannot imagine where I would be without it I mean it's absolutely foundational to my Christian faith and my walk. There's no way that I could achieve remotely the degree of intimacy and love with Jesus as I have today without it. There's just no way. I'm really, really thankful for it. That's awesome. That's a wrap. If you don't do Dangerous Men after that, then... You're screwed. Yeah. SOL, buddy. <laughs> screwed. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Go to DangerousMenUnited.org where you can purchase the book which is a small group curriculum, and there's a lot of other resources on the website. And don't forget, be a man to man, a warrior to demons, and always God's boy.